listening to New Life the Fort, where the person of Jesus Christ and His love for you are shared. Long you like better deals? Of course, when we have like you know sales, especially for the women, you like better deals, right? Yeah. Amen. You know, for example, better seats. For example, you're watching. Uh, you know, you're watching uh, NBA or you're watching, you know, Miami Heat. Uh, no, you're watching, uh, uh, you know, a game. You want the better seat. If you can pay for it, you're going to get the better seat. You're not going to be go- uh, going out there, up there in the bleachers, right? Yeah. Amen. So we, you know, by concept, we want better things, right? Better car, better cell phone and all that. And nothing, you know, not, that's good. That's good and all. But we need to understand first you know, as Christians, that we have the better things. Amen. Compared to the world and compared to the old covenant, we have better things. And that's what I want to share to you today and just through the revelation that we have something better in Jesus. Amen. Better. Say, some, say, say this, this word three times. Better, better, better. Ready? Go. That's what we have in Jesus. Amen. So, let's go to John, first, uh, John 1, verse 17. John 1, verse 17. I'm just uh, changing some of the, the you know, w- this is our second, uh, third service. Yeah, and, uh, you know, as we go along, things are changing, things are being added. Amen. That's why for those workers who are staying for the six services, you are going to receive the full, whole package. Amen. Because what we're saying in the first you know, God adds it while we're here and some people talk to us and we add more and this is all good. But whatever is good for this service, God is going to give it to us because the King is here. Amen? So look at this in John 1.17, talking about the better. For while the law was given through Moses, it was given. The law was given through Moses. Grace, unearned, undeserved favor and spiritual blessing. That's grace. Unearned. It's undeserved favor and spiritual blessing. And truth came through Jesus Christ. The law was given, but Jesus came. Grace came. You know, I like it when people give gifts to me or I give gifts to people. I remember, you know, my, my father is working for like uh, abroad in a ship, shipping line. And there are many times that, uh, you know, balikbayan boxes come in with uh, stuff from the U.S. or stuff from wherever he was, Right? Among you like balikbayan boxes. You know, like the forwarder coming to your door and ding, 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 dong. And then you see the balikbayan boxes. Whoa! Filipinos love balikbayan boxes. You know when it, there's a flight going to the Philippines, you're going to see balikbayan boxes, right? We're, we're unique. Alright? We, we, um, we want the states you know, to go to the Philippines. Right? So, whenever we open the balikbayan box, I tell you the smell. Oh, the smell of the U.S. Can you smell the U.S.? Wow, that was my... Whenever we opened the Blake Bayan boxes, we're looking forward to that smell. And then the first time I went to the U.S., I said, I was trying to find the smell. I tell you that the smell was not there. And so I figured out that that smell came from the, you know, the airplane. All right? But really, I like, you know, opening Blake Bayan boxes. The gifts were given by my dad. But you know what? I love it when my dad comes home. He himself comes home. More than the gifts. Well, I like him and the gifts. All right? More than the gifts, I like my father coming home. Well, you know, it's the same is true. 
with what we have in Jesus. That's why we have something better. Because the law was given. It can, anybody can give you something. Like I can have somebody give something to you in my name, which is not bad. All right? But something, you know, if I, for example, someone goes to me personally and gives it, you know, that speaks of really relationship. It's a personal thing. Amen? The law is all about, you know, God gave the law to give to us because it's a set of rules. But I, I look at that, and that's quite impersonal. Right? Because that is, you know, the, the time wherein God was dealing with men along that line, the law. Alright? But when it comes to grace, Jesus came and personally came down for you and I. Amen? So, talking about what we have in God, in Jesus, it is personal. It's more than rules. Amen? What we have in grace, what we have in God is relationship. Amen? What do you like better? Rules, set of rules, or a relationship? Amen? Relationship. So, what we have in Jesus is a relationship. Not a set of rules. Amen? You know what I like with this, when, when this verse, you know, when I was reading this, the truth and the grace came through Jesus Christ. He did not just send the answer, He came. He did not just send the healing, He came. He did not just, you know, send the promise, the promise came. He personally came. And you are going to be rest assured that every time you are, wherever situation, God will always come. God will always be there for you. Amen. Because at your greatest need, you know, for, during the time that we are, you know, sinful, Jesus came and took care of our sin problem. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. So the point of this is the reason why we have something better is because Jesus came for a relationship. The law was given. You know, it's a set of rules. But Jesus came so that you and I could have a relationship with Him. Amen. Now, So, I ask you that question, what is better, rules or relationship? And many of you said, and if not all of you said, relationship. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So, let's continue, right? We have a better covenant. We have a better covenant. Amen? It's a better covenant in Jesus Christ. Hebrews 8, verse 6 to 10. But now, Jesus, our high priest, has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood. Far superior. Okay, to the old priesthood. For He is the one who mediates for us a far better covenant. Far better covenant with God based on better promises. Come on, someone say amen to that. Amen. For now, for us now under the, the grace of God, under this covenant, we have a far greater, or you could say, a far better covenant with God based on better promises. You know what you talk about when we when you hear the word covenant, it's simply God's dealing with man. Alright? It's more than a contract. Alright? Covenant is God's dealing with man. And because of what Jesus did at the cross, He died at the cross for you and I, He gave us a far better covenant with better promises. So today I want us to just think about and dwell on that better covenant. Alright? And then next week, because this is going to be a two-part series on better, alright? So we're going to talk more about uh, what we have in God, all right? With regards to if we get to finish it, you know, maybe we can go through the promises. But let's see first the covenant. Are you ready? Amen. A far better covenant. Also, you know, talking about the book of Hebrews, if you go and read your Bible, you know, specifically this book of Hebrews, the theme of the book of Hebrews is the word better. Better. Amen. I tell you, what we have in God is better. 
Amen. Better. And so, knowing that, better, why, Pastor, why not best? You know, God gave the best. Well, you know, in Hebrew, or rather in Greek, there is no word for best. So if you look at the word better, it's actually the word best. Okay, so when we talk about better, when God is saying God gives you a better covenant, He's talking to you about, really about the best covenant. Okay, when He tells you the better covenant, He's actually telling you the best covenant or best promises. Amen? So, we have the best. Amen? We have the better in Jesus Christ. Amen? So, but now, Jesus, our high priest, you know, uh, I, I read that a while ago, who mediates for us a far better covenant with God based on better promises. Verse 7, if the first covenant have been faultless, there would have been no need for a second, second covenant to replace it. But when God found fault with the people, He said, The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. Verse 9, This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors. When I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt, they did not remain faithful to my covenant. You know why? Because that old covenant is all about man. All right? It's all about the focus is you must do this. The covenant of the law, okay? It's the law. It's all about rules and regulations. All right? God gave that covenant. God gave the set of rules. Not be, knowing that God knows that those rules are there not to make people complete, right? The reason why God gave the law to man in the old covenant is so that man will say, Phew, I cannot do this. Alright? So that man will come into his senses and say, wait a minute, I cannot do that. I cannot do that. I cannot do that. I need a Savior. Amen. That's the reason why God gave the law. So that you and I, you know, or man during that time and even man today could say, you know, I cannot do that. I need Jesus. I need a Savior. Amen? So, so he said, he did not remain faithful to my covenant, so I turned my back on them, says the Lord. Verse 10, but this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel on that day, says the Lord. Among you want something new. Amen. Amen. He says, I will make this covenant. I will put my laws in their minds. I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Amen. The old covenant speaks of you must do these things because the emphasis of the old covenant is about man's trying. All right? The law, you know, man's trying. The law represents man's trying, man's efforts to, you know, to, to get the blessings of God, you know, man's effort to be at the right standing with God and all of those things. But the emphasis of the new covenant, ladies and gentlemen, is about God will. Amen? In the old covenant, it's about man will. Man will try. I will do it. Man will do it through man's strength. But the emphasis of the new covenant, and we are under the new covenant, it is I will do it for you. I will put the laws in your heart. I will put the commandments in your heart. I will give you strength. I will give you blessing. I, 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 I. He will do it for us. Isn't this a good covenant? Amen? Because He knows that we can never do it. Amen? On our own strength. So the two covenants, actually, the old and the new. And note, everyone who wants to live by the law or by the old has to live by all things written in it. Therefore, it is based on merit. I tell you, 
man needs to think. And sad to say, many still are preaching about the law and trying, you must do this, you must do that, and you must fulfill this, and you must all of these things. But really, we cannot do it. We need the grace of God. Amen. We need the touch of God. Amen. We need the presence of God. You cannot do it on your own. If you try to cover yourself and live under the law, then you must fulfill all of it. Right? You can, you can never fulfill it. Amen. But God gives us the new covenant, which is He's saying, I will do it for you. I have done it for you. Now, now you are empowered to do good works because now you are in me. Amen. My strength is in you. My peace is in you. Amen. This is what we have in God. The law is good, I tell you. It comes from God. Amen. But the sole purpose of the law is, again, is so that man will come to his senses and say, I cannot do this. I need you, God. That's the sole purpose of the law. It was never designed, you know, to take away anything. It was never designed to complete you. It's never designed to bring you somewhere. All right, it is just designed to make you see you can't do it. But sad to say, many people are trying. Many people, I can do it. Many people, is, I can fulfill it. I can please God on my own terms. You know, sad to say, many are still doing that. But I tell you, there is a better way. Amen? There is a better way. Hallelujah. And this way is Jesus. He gave it to us. Amen? Galatians 3.24 The law was our tutor. To bring us to Christ. It's so clear. The law was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, look at that. After faith has come. When did faith come? When Jesus came. Amen. When Jesus came, faith came. All right. So after faith has come, we no longer, uh, we are no longer under a tutor. So that means we are not under the tutor, all right, of the law. Alright? We are now under the grace of God. Under Jesus Christ. Amen. So under the law, or rather under grace, it's far better. Because now it's God performing, God moving, and us trusting in Him and following Him and leading. It talks about really man's sufficiency and God's sufficiency. Amen. Knowing that man's sufficiency, I can trust in my strength. It's my smarts that can, you know, can, can fulfill this. I tell you, like being a pastor of this wonderful church. This is not because this church is growing, not because of my smarts or not because of my effort, really. Amen. You know, we are growing and I tell you, and if you've been around us, you're going to see, really, this is by the grace of God. Even me standing in front of you, this is by the grace of God. Amen. Because in me, I cannot do this. Amen. In me, I cannot stand before you and preach like this. I cannot do this. But by the grace of God. Amen. I tell you, it's the same is true with you. You want to see the miraculous in your life? You want to see the supernatural? It is by God's sufficiency. It is by the grace of God manifesting because grace is there to empower you. Grace is there not to make you lazy. Grace is there to empower you. Amen. When you understand how much He loves you, then you are able to love other people. Amen. When you understand how much He loves you, then you are able to step out and believe. Amen. When you know that God loves you and He wants the best for you, you are going to be like Peter walking on water. Amen. Because you know that there is someone who loves you under that atmosphere of love and acceptance. You are able to walk on water and do the impossible. Amen. Because you know that you are doing it not because of your strength. Amen. It's all about God's efficiency. Now let me ask you a question. Aren't you glad that we are under the new? Aren't you glad that we have something better? Amen. Let me ask you, 
Amen? Why did, or maybe some of you are asking, why did God cut a covenant with man? Why did God cut a covenant with, with man? Talking about covenant. Why is there two covenants, the old and the new? Why is there such a thing as covenant? You know why? Because, you know what? The reason why He cut a covenant is not because, you know, He don't, you know, he don't trust us. Okay? He don't trust us. No. Actually, He cut the covenant with us because He knows we find it hard to trust Him. We find it hard to trust Him. That's why He chose to bind Himself with the covenant. You know, when God cut the covenant with Abraham, Abraham understood what God was doing. Alright? Because during those times, the blood covenant and all of that signifies I am sincere and I am going to fulfill my vows and my promises to you. That's why God set a covenant with Abraham because under Abraham understood, because there was a promise given to Abraham, right? His promise was, I will make you a great nation. And then God cut a covenant with him. So that means Abraham understood what God was saying, that I am your covenant partner and I will make sure. Because the greater will fulfill, you know, the promises of the greater to the lesser. And who's the lesser? Abraham. Who's the lesser in the picture between God and us? It's us. So God cut a covenant also with you through Jesus Christ. Amen. And so He's saying, I, so that you will understand, I will, will be here. I am true to my word. I will fulfill it for you. Amen. I, you know, because when people, if God didn't cut the covenant with, the, with people, with us, you know what? Men will be wondering, maybe God will be good to me today, but tomorrow I do not know. I do not know. Maybe God will be blessing me today, but tomorrow I will not. I do not know because of my words or because something that I did or something. I do not know. But you know what? When we understand the covenant of grace, we will know that the blessing of God now is not based on our merits. The blessings of God now, heaven is open for us. You know why? Because Jesus qualifies us for the blessing. God sees us right now in Jesus Christ. So every blessing is for you. The Bible says, all spiritual blessings. You are blessed with an ED. With all spiritual blessing in Christ. So that means you are already blessed. Why can we say that we are already blessed? Because we are in Jesus. Amen. So the blessing of God is, is, because, is upon us is because of what Jesus has done. He's our qualification. That's why we have a covenant to make for us. It's actually for us because God don't need a covenant. Amen. Because God don't forget anything. God, right? God is faithful to His Word. So God does not need a covenant to remind Him of that. We need a covenant. We need to be reminded, oh, God is faithful. Especially when you're going through some stuff, or some trials and tribulation. We need to be reminded of His covenant. We need to be reminded when God says it, He will fulfill it. We need to be reminded that when He says He will never leave us, He will never forsake us. We need to understand that we have a covenant from Him. Amen. And Jesus did that for us through His blood. Amen. Through His life. So that we... You and I could be reminded of what we have in God. Aren't you glad now for the covenant? Aren't you glad that we have the covenant with God? Amen. That I have a covenant with God. And you know one thing about the covenant? You know, one thing about the covenant is, as long as the two covenant partners are alive, the covenant is in effect. 
right? As long as, for example, I have a covenant with Brother Henry, as long as Brother Henry is alive, I am secure. Right? Or the other way around. As long as I am alive, Brother Henry is secure. But I tell you, our God will never die. He is forever. He lives forever. So, and we are now in Christ. We have eternal life. So guess what? Hello? Our covenant will last forever. A far better covenant. The greater covenant more than anything. Amen. More compared to the covenant of the old. And you know what? Let me say something about covenant. We need to see this. Amen. That you, under Christ, we have a covenant. The world don't have a covenant with God. For God so loved the world that He gave. Right? He loved the world. But the people who receive Christ as their Lord and Savior, then they themselves, now they have a covenant with God. So that's why I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you are blessed. You are blessed. You have access to God Almighty. Amen. His promises are your, you know, you can stand on His promises. Amen. You are blessed because you have covenant with God. Are you getting this? Amen. Is this good? Amen. Thank God for the covenant. Amen. You know, uh, I want us to go to 2 Corinthians 3, 6 to 8. We're going to read this, actually 6 to uh, 11. Okay, talking about, for us to see more about the covenant. All right? Say better. Amen. So, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant? So, we are under the new. Amen. We are ministers of the new. I'm glad I'm a, I'm a minister of the new covenant, not the old. Imagine if I come here speaking about the old or speaking about, uh, you know, about the old, then it's not going to amount to anything. It will not help people. All right? But God has made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. The letter is the old, the spirit is the new. Aren't you glad you're in the new? For the letter kills, but the spirit gives. What do you like? Life or death? Life. life. Say life. life. Amen. So we have life. And then verse 7. Let's go to verse 7. But if the ministry of death, again, talking about the old and the new, the ministry of death, written and graved on stones, was glorious. It was glorious because it came from God. Right? But this is not the time for the old. This is the time for the new. And also look at how Paul, you know, gives the description. It's a ministry of death. You know why it's a ministry of death? Because it's all, it, when you don't fulfill it, it brings heaviness into you. It brings condemnation. Because you cannot really fulfill it. Alright? So it's a ministry of death. Alright? Written in grave on stones. Imagine I come here, you know, and I bring death. Wow. You know, it cannot help people. Amen. But I praise God. You know, what we have today is not death. It's about life. So that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. Alright? So the ministry of death, it has glory. But the glory of the old is passing away. Amen? I don't want the beauty that is passing away. Amen? Alright? Ladies, diba? Right? You want the beauty that stays, the glory that stays. Verse 8, How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more... Glorious. So if the ministry of death was glorious, how much more the ministry of the Spirit? 
Amen. Much more glorious spirit, not be more glorious. So what we have today, ladies and gentlemen, simply saying, if we saw the miracles of the old, how much more the miracles in the new? If we see like Joshua conquering nations and all of that, how much more today? Of course, not nations, physical nations, but, you know, realms in the spirit, realms, you know, dreams that God has given to us. Amen. If, if God was able to perform miracles, you know, by feeding the Israelites for 40 years, you know, in, with manna, how much more today God is able to provide for you wherever and whatever situations you are in? How much more today? Because you have much more glorious covenant. You are in a much more glorious. We're fascinated about the old. But I tell you, we need to be fascinated in the new. And I tell you, we are in the new. We're still writing things in the new. The new covenant or the New Testament is not yet finished. We're still writing it. God is writing it. And it's through us now, the generation, that we're going to see supernatural things. Can someone say amen? Amen. Are you excited? I am. Verse 9. All right. Let's go to verse 9. For if the ministry of condemnation had glory... Again, that ministry of condemnation. I don't want to be in a ministry of condemning. Why condemning? You come here, there's a word on condemning. Were you able to do that? Not yet, Pastor. Me too. Okay. Were you able to do that? Not yet, Pastor. Me too. I, I tell you, even the pastor cannot do it. Do it. Right? It's a ministry of condemnation. And I tell you, I don't want to be condemned. In Jesus, there is no more condemnation. Amen. For if the ministry of condemnation, I'm not under the ministry of death. I'm not a minister of death. You're not a minister of death. Amen. You're not a minister of condemnation. I'm not a minister of condemnation. Amen. Had glory. The ministry of righteousness exceeds much more. Say much more. Much more in glory. What is righteousness? Right standing with God. God made the way so that we could be in the right. Amen. Jesus became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. There was a great exchange. He became so that we can become. Today, we stand here and we can call God Abba. We can call and sing, the King is here without fear that God is going to strike us with lightning. Right? Because in the Old Covenant, you can say, when the presence of God is there and you have sin, that person is going to die. But we are in the presence of God. Today, amen, I tell you about the presence of God. We are in the presence of God today and we stand here because of His righteousness, not because of our own merit. Can someone say amen to that? We take things for granted sometimes, but I tell you what we have today, I tell you is far better, greater, amen, than the old, than what Moses had experienced and all of these things. They're good. But I tell you, there's even greater things in store for the people of God in this generation, in these last days, in the new. Amen? Jesus is greater than Moses. Jesus is greater than David. Jesus is greater than the prophets. Jesus is greater. All of them can attest to that. Amen? They're always, all of them pointing to Jesus. And now we are in Jesus. Amen? Verse 10. Amen? Verse 10, this is so good. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. Verse 11. Verse 11. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. This is what we have. It's never going to fade. Actually, it's going to still grow. 
The path of the just is like the shining sun that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. This is your life. You know, one word, like I always say here in this church, I know what, what your future is going to be. What is that, Pastor? One word, glorious. Amen. Five years from now, glorious. Ten years from now, amen. You need to see it and you need to say it. What is going to be my future? I know it's going to be glorious. Amen. One word. Can someone say amen to that? Hallelujah. So what is better, the old or the new? The new. We are under the new. That is a better covenant in Jesus Christ. Amen. Number two thing, and we have, I think, five. All right? And we're going to just continue next week. A better high priest under, under the new covenant. A better high priest under grace. Hebrews 7, verse 21. You are a priest forever according to the order of... Let me go, let, let's go there. For they have become priests without an oath. For he with an oath by him who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever. He's talking to Jesus. Alright? You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. Alright? So I want you to look at first the priest forever. You know why a priest forever? Because compared, and also, let me add, na, according to the order of Melchizedek. Because in the Old Covenant, you know, the priests were according to the line of Aaron. Say Aaron. So they were according to the line of Aaron. Alright? But Jesus' priesthood is not according to the line of men. Alright? Jesus' priesthood was according to the line of Melchizedek. The line of Aaron, they're men. And they're limited. Why? Because they die. Right? Our priesthood is not limited. Why? Because our priesthood lives forever. Amen. So he lives forever. According to the order of Melchizedek. Now I want you to see this. Alright? That this guy, Melchizedek, has no genealogy. If you read in Genesis, and we don't have time to go to that, but I tell you, if you read it, you're going to see, you know, when Abraham came back from war... This guy appeared. He's the king of Salem. Alright? Actually, Salem is the old word for Jerusalem. So he's the king of this nation, of this city called Jerusalem. So Melchizedek has no genealogy. He has no father without mother. Alright? Actually, he's pointing, he's a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. He's a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. And if you read in Genesis 14, Melchizedek was the one who brought bread. And wine. Sounds familiar. Right? He was the one who introduced to Abraham bread and wine. Right? What is bread and wine? Communion. What did we do a while ago? Communion. Alright? Do you know why we take communion? Because we are in common union. Amen? With what Jesus has done. What Jesus has done, God has made available to us. That's why we partake of communion. Amen? And so because of that, Abra- go back to this guy, Melchi. Alright. So this guy, Melchi, was one who brought bread and wine to Abraham when he returned from this, uh, what do you call, uh, uh, battle. Alright. And you know what Abraham did? Abraham after, alright, after uh, that, Abraham gave a tenth, a tithe. I tell you, when people understand the finished work of Jesus Christ, they, it will not be hard for them to give. It will not be hard for them to give. 
That's why in this church, we don't exhort you to give. After the service, after the word, we ask you to just pray for your giving. Because now you know that God has given so much. Our part is just to respond to Him through our giving. Hey, hallelujah. And so this guy, Melchizedek, has no record of beginning, ending of his days. In this, he was like the Son of God. He's eternal. Thus, he pictured Christ, Jesus' priesthood, eternal. This makes Jesus a better high priest because he has an eternal priesthood. All right, Hebrews 7, 15 to 19 in the message. But Melchizedek's story provides a perfect analogy. Jesus, a high priest like Melchizedek, right? Not by genealogical descent, but by sheer force of resurrection life. He lives. Amen. Priest forever in the royal order of Melchizedek. Priest forever in the royal order of Melchizedek. The former way of doing things, a system of commandments that never worked out the way it was supposed to, was set aside. Wow. The law brought nothing to maturity. Another way. Who's that other way? Jesus. Another way, Jesus. A way that does work, that brings us right into the presence of God, is put in its place. The old, you know, it does not work. That's why God set it aside. Amen. Why does people still work and do things out of the the old? And it does not work. Imagine I come here and say to you, you must do this, you must do that, you must do this. And then the following Sunday, you come back and then I begin to preach again. You must do this and all, all, all of these things. And imagine you were not able to do the other part and then I add things to you again. Right? And including me, I was not able to do the other part. And then I, here I am preaching again some things to add to the things that we were not able to do. So it brings condemnation to us. It will not work. It will not help us. It will not bring us to maturity. But when you hear the message, that's why we're so grateful and blessed that we have this message of Jesus. Because this is the way that works. I am the way, the truth, and the life. This is the way to maturity. This is the way to success. This is the way to prosperity. This is the way for heart transformation. Rules are just out there. Right? But when people understand and when they follow a relationship, then rules are just going to be secondary. They're just going to be doing things born out of heart. The nation of the Philippines is going to change. We, good that we have rules. But I tell you, take away the policeman, there will be no rules. Right? Because it's not ingrained in the hearts of people to follow traffic signs. Right? And all the people say, not, not in new life the fourth. Amen. But we understand. Amen. We understand. Spiritually, we understand. We are what we want to be. Like me, I want to be the pastor that God wants me to be. I want to be the father that God wants me to be. I want to be the friend, the husband that God wants me to be. Why? Why do I do what I do? Because what He did for me. Amen. And because of what He did for me, I respond now wanting to be, amen, to give Him glory. Isn't that relationship? I am not here because I must do this. Amen. You are not here because you must attend church. Amen. You don't give because you must give. Or else. No. You give because you love to give because He has given so much. You come to church because you love God because He loved you so much. No one forces you to come here. Amen. Amen. 
Why? Because we do things out of a relationship. I love my wife because I, you know, I want to do it. I want to give her gifts. I want to love her. Why? Because she loved me first. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right? Jesus is the way. A way that works, that brings us right into the presence of God. Be thankful. I am thankful for what we are receiving today. I am so grateful. I'm not saying this because I'm the one delivering it. No, even me. I am just so thankful that we have this. Amen. The way that works. Amen. Hebrews 7, 25. Are you ready for more? Amen. And we're going to end soon. But therefore, talking about our high priest, he is able once and forever to save, save completely those who come to God through him. Talking about Jesus. He lives forever, right? He lives forever to intercede with God on whose behalf? Your behalf. Come on now. He lives forever. Come on, take that. Get that. He lives forever to intercede for you and I. When I saw that a while ago, I said, wow. Even, you know, ibig sabihin nun, you know, God is now interceding for you. And now let me ask you a question. Can God say no to His Son? Can God the Father say no to Jesus? So Jesus is the one that is interceding for you today. So when He says something to God, God will always say yes. Amen. The Bible says all the promises of God, they are yes and they are amen in Christ. So if you have a promise from God, then you know what? They are yes and amen in Christ. We'll talk about that next week. But look at this. Alright? Look at this. God now intercedes for you. And let me ask you a question. Who's interceding for you, Jesus? You know, Jesus sees the future already. And so God is now is interceding for your future. Before even something bad happens, now God begins to cancel that. Amen? Because God is now interceding for you. Can you follow this? Amen? So now He's here right now. He's interceding for you today. He's interceding and praying for you tomorrow, for tomorrow. He's interceding and praying for you next, for your next week. I tell you, that's why the Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Because there is someone in heaven that God cannot say no to, amen, that intercedes for you. He was your sacrifice. He was your substitute. He died at the cross for you. He rose again from the dead. Today, He represents you still in heaven. And He's praying for you. He's praying for us. That we are just going to continue. That we, everything that He paid for at the cross, you know what He's doing? He's making sure that you and I could receive it here in this life. Let me say that again. You didn't get that, right? Amen. Everything that He paid for at the cross, He's making sure by praying for us that our eyes are just going to be open. That He's praying for us that you guys are going to be you know, coming to New Life the Fort or whatever church you are going to, that you're going to see revelation of who He is. He's praying that the wisdom is going to come. He's praying that healing in your body is just going to manifest. Amen. That whatever you're believing for at the right time, it's going to come. That you're going to have wisdom to be, you know, wise, you know, good stewards of the finances God has given you. He's praying for you that you're going to have a healthy marriage, a healthy body, a wonderful marriage, that you're child and children, you know what? Your sons and daughters are going to grow up and understand who Christ is. Amen? He's praying for us today. 
Amen. He's right now praying for each and every one of us. And I tell you, when God prays, it's always going to be good. You know what he prays for? Let me give you another verse, all right? Roman, uh, Hebrews 9.11. Hebrews 9.11. Amen. I like the first part of this verse. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come. With a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not with hands that is not of this creation. We'll talk about the other part next week. All right? Of this greater and perfect tabernacle. But I like the verse... Hebrews and the first part of Hebrews 9:11 but Christ came as high priest of the good things to come. You know what he's praying for? Good things to come. He's praying for your good things. He's right now praying for Chrome. He's not right now praying for Mitch. He's right now praying for new life the fourth. Amen. Good things. Maybe you're you're bothered and you're discouraged about some things he's praying for you right now he's lifting you up maybe some of you you're troubled by many things he's praying for you right now amen god is wanting to lift you up that's why he brought you here amen maybe you're sick in your body right now god is has already paid for it amen and god is praying for you to understand that god has already prayed and paid for that healing amen Whatever He paid for at the cross, He's making sure that you and I could receive it today. That we could walk in the reality of the finished work in Jesus' name. Amen? Look at this. But Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come. Are you ready for some good things? And Are you expecting some, expecting some good things? You know, Gabe a while ago shared to me this. You know, where can this be found of good things to come? Hebrews 9.1.1 You know, 9.1.1 in, in the States... When you call 911, it's always an emergency. Right? It's always an emergency. You don't call 911 just for calling. No, you call 911, it's an emergency. Well, today we can call 911 and we know there's good things to come for you and I. You can expect good things. Amen. Yesterday, you know what? Let me tell you about good things. Yesterday, we were in a we were in a in a restaurant with uh, Mylene, Kevin, Mitch, Avin and Brother Henry, we were just eating, enjoying ourselves, ordering and ordering and ordering. <laughs> we, we, we like that. Well, well, we love the food and so we're ordering and stuff. And so, you know, it's time for us to get the bill. So the bill, you know, came and Mylene was uh, checking the bill and there's some discrepancy with the bill. So it went back, all right? And then it came back. Now, it was not the waiter bringing the bill. It was the manager, so the manager comes in and then to Mylene and says, uh, Ma'am, can you sign here? Okay, she signs. And then you know what the manager said? Manager said, Ma'am, this bill is on me. Huh? What? Mylene said, What? This bill is on me. Uh, why? Do you, do you have a promo? Are we like the 1,000? customer in the restaurant that you're giving the, us a free meal? Why? 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 He said, you know, I was observing you guys and uh, I recognize Pastor Giselle. It's a good thing that we were not fighting there. Huh? <laughs> okay, I recognize Pastor Giselle. I'm making sure. So when I saw the card, ah, it is Pastor Giselle. So this meal is on me. You know what? I'm, well, I'm blessed and I'm used to being around people. I treat, you know, I give the bill, I take care of the bill. 
And many times also, they do it for me and my family. I'm used to that. But this is the first time that the manager of the restaurant says, this bill is on me. I tell you, that is favor. Amen? Among you want that. Amen? That is favor. Right? You know what God is saying? This healing is on me. You know, this you know, lack is on me. This bill is on me. Whatever you're believing for today, I am your high priest. You have a good covenant. Everything of that is on me. And all we need to do is just say, thank you. You know what we did to the, to the manager? Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. We were really in awe that I'm using it as an analogy right now, an example. I was just in awe. And remember, last Sunday, I was praying for demonstrations of God's love. Remember, we talked about the fathers, our father last Sunday. And I declare your demonstrations of God's love. And I know you have demonstrations of God's love. Amen. But understand this. I got that demonstration yesterday. Amen. God say, you know, God gave us a meal. Amen. A wonderful meal. But I tell you, God is saying to all of you today, that is on me. This bill is on me. Amen. I'm making sure whatever I paid for at the cross, you and I, you receive it in Jesus' name. Come on, receive that today. Thank you for the new covenant. Add a little add, add on. We were just enjoying our meal. We were not praying and you know, you know, working out, uh, working out and trying, you know, so that to on paying. We're just enjoying and my Mitch was kept on ordering and ordering. <laughs> No, I was just joking, all right. No, it was Brother Henry. I said to myself, oh, no, no, no. No, we were just enjoying. And then this bill is on me. That's under new covenant. We are just enjoying our relationship with God, you know. And God is saying, this bill is on me. That dream is on me. What you're believing for is on me. Hey! Hallelujah! Can someone say, thank you, Lord? Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hands to heaven right now and just say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this new covenant we have in you. Thank you, Lord, we're under grace. Thank you, Lord, that we are under the cross. Thank you, Lord, we are under a high priest that lives forever, who loves us, who died for us, who became one like us, who knows what we're going through today. And we remember this, Lord, and we thank you. We expect more of you in our lives. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe you're here right now. You, you're saying, I want that. I don't know if I have it. But like what I said a while ago, this covenant is only for people who've received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But you know what? The good news is you're here and you can receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Even before you go out of this place, you right now can now be under this covenant. Amen. You right now can be under you know, this high priest who intercedes for you. So if you're that person, you're saying, Pastor, I want that. I want us to pray right now. Everyone, just bow their heads and close their eyes. If you're that person saying, Pastor, I want that. Amen, I want that. Raise your hands right now quickly so that I will see anyone who wants to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of their life. I see your hand. Thank you. Anyone who wants to receive Jesus, just raise your hands. Thank you for that hand, ma'am. Thank you for your hand. Thank you for those hands in the back. Thank you. Just raise your hands. And if we have an overflow, maybe there are some people there in the overflow, just raise your hands. God sees your hand. You may put down your hand right now. Let's pray 
Pray this prayer with me right now. Pray this after me. And the Lord Jesus is going to come and, and, and save you and change your life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending Jesus to die at the cross for me. Thank you for ushering in the new covenant, the new way of living. Today, I receive Jesus into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Today and forever, I receive your grace. I receive the forgiveness of my sins. Today, I am saved. Thank you, Lord, that I have a new covenant with you. And I live in the better. Thank you, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at newlifethefort.com.